Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency. Hey, everybody, it's Jody Katz, your host of Where Brains Meet Beauty podcast. I'm so grateful that you tuned in today. This is the week, I don't know, forever of COVID quarantine. So I am recording over Zoom. This week's episode features Alicia Grande. She's the CEO and founder of Grande Cosmetics. And if you missed last week's episode, it featured Manon Crespi. She's the co-founder and CEO of Manon De Source. I hope you enjoy the shows. Hey, everybody. I am so excited to be joined by Alicia Grande. She is the CEO and founder of Grande Cosmetics. Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty. Thank you for having me, Jody. I'm so excited to be here. It's so nice to see you over Zoom. You look so um, beautiful in hot pink. Oh, this is my color. Everyone knows me in fuchsia pink. Today, it's a little more hot pink. That's right. (laughs) Um, I have a signature lip color, and it's the color of your dress. Oh, there you go. It pops. Yeah, it really works. You want to stand out. And I've tried to, like, change it up through the years, but I just keep coming back to it. It works good with dark uh, dark hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you look beautiful. So um, we are in, I don't know, week 10 or something of COVID and working from home, having the kids at home. Um, My kids are not going back to school um, this school year. So tell me what's going on um, in the business. How have you guys been um, pulling through this time period? Crazy. I mean, actually, I'm embarrassed to say because I know so many people are suffering with their businesses. But Grande Cosmetics has actually been on an increase of 35%, even with COVID, Um, due to the fact that we're really like do-it-yourself type of products. uh, Grande Lash, as you know, is a lash enhancer, right? So a lot of people who can't get false lashes are using that product. And brow enhancing serums is a great time to enhance your brows. Our e-com has uh, tripled. We're doing very well in Sephora.com and Ulta. It's it's crazy. So what what I'm really happy to say is that we have been able to raise money for Feeding America through this whole pandemic. Um, right away, Jody, when I found out that this was going on, I t- I didn't even. I just said we're we're putting this together. We're going to raise money for Feeding America. My first goal was a hundred thousand. Then it started just happening so fast. The sales were more than we expected. And now we're reaching goal um, of $200,000. So I'm so excited to give that donation. I mean, seeing the lines wrapping around the corner at food banks, even near me in White Plains, New York, is heart-wrenching. Heart-wrenching. That's incredible. So that money was raised through sales on your .com? Yes. So we were get, we were doing a promotion, Beauty from the Heart, and 15% off to the people, and then 15% off goes to Feeding America, which has over 300 food banks across the United States. So we've been really fortunate, and I'm just so happy that I could give back at this really horrible time. So, you know, it's so interesting. You've had so much growth during this time period, and... Um... I guess I just want to um, acknowledge for our listeners that um, you didn't you didn't just start this brand, you know, two years ago, right? This has been this has taken time to get to this point. 
Oh my God, it absolutely did. So I started the company in 2008, 11 years ago, with $25,000. I used to have like a media buying agency called Grande Media, and I started my own radio show called The Health Buzz, where I interviewed different doctors and scientists and nutritionists, skincare specialists on what's the latest trends, because that was my obsession anti-aging as I'm 50 now, and I wanted to stop the clock for myself. So um, I was just, you know, really intrigued about what's the latest and greatest. Uh, I was able to actually find through the uh, Jacob Javits Center while I was like looking for people to interview because once a week I'd have to interview people for a half an hour. And I didn't want to just talk on the radio. I wanted to have something to really somebody to talk to and, and something interesting. So I found a doctor and a scientist who created a product that actually enhanced your own natural lashes. And at that time, I was like completely terrified to try it because nobody knew about lash enhancers, but they convinced me that they did testing on it. So I tried it. So funny story, my lashes, you know, were really great when I was young. And then what happened was, is after I gave birth, they became like, puny. I always say, like, I lost things that I didn't want to lose. And I gained things that I didn't want to gain. And by the way, they're still there on my body, like, you know, my legs and my arms. I'm like, can you please slim down? But that's not happening. Anyway, so I was able to get my lashes back. I started seeing them in around four to six weeks, I started seeing results. And in three months, I look like I had false lashes and I'll never forget. Remember the show Lost? Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, so my husband and I are like, you know, bingers on, on TV. Clearly right now we're Netflix binging and, and all of that. But anyway, uh, we were watching Lost and he turns to me and he says, wow, what, 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 do you have lash extensions on? And I go, stop it. Wait, your no. husband interrupted you <laughs> while watching TV to ask you about your lashes? Yes, yes. And he notices nothing. Like he's the man <laughs> who, I mean, I have to tell him what to get me. Um, you know, even Mother's Day, I'm like, call my friend who has a little store and make sure you get me something there. I'd rather her pick it up. But anyway, so he, he um he noticed them and then my fr my friends were noticing. I remember I was at like this back in the day Burlington warehouse. I don't even know if it's open, but my friend was there and she saw me. She goes, "What? Do you have lash extensions on?" So I I I I was I knew with the last name Grande. I said, "This this product I need to make this product mine. I want all women to to be able to reach their full lash potential like I did and feel beautiful. So I negotiated a deal with them. And I was very fortunate with that minimal investment of $25,000, which I know a lot of people cannot start a business with that, but thank God I was allowed to. They, they saw something in me that they allowed me to start with a small run and um, I went and did my, you know, first trade show in New York, kind of where I met them. And I know I'm rambling on, but here's the story. So I did a trade show in 2008 when, um, you know, the whole financial crash had happened. So things were, you know, things were uncertain then as well. And my husband was in finance, right? So we were a little nervous at that point. I 
So I did the spa show selling direct to spa owners. I brought my Vista print roll-up banners and some other women that, you know, they were like, you know, grande lash cheerleaders. And we're, we're, we're just kind of like, you know, that booth that looks like it was just thrown up. And there was some other booths in, in the show. It was a big, giant show. You know, I'm not going to name brands, but um, I was a little intimidated by them. And I, and I said, one day I'm going to be as big as them or bigger. So every single person that stopped by and walked by, I was at the end of the show, probably the worst spot that you could have. I, I got everyone. I said, hi, have you heard of Grande Lash? And um, they listened to me and, and they bought one, not more than one. I'm going to try it. I'm going to see if I like it. And you know what? The phone started ringing, Jody. The phone started ringing. And I was doing my business in my fourth bedroom upstairs. Then it went to the basement. And um, yeah, yeah, just crazy. Crazy how it it grew um, by being effective, you know, having a product that actually when you say something that's it's going to work, a lot of people are very skeptical and they don't believe it. So when you actually give people a product that does what it says it's going to do, that's that's like an anomaly now, right? You know, and um, so Alicia, are those the lashes that I'm seeing on you right now? Are those your real na- lashes? Of course. Uh, you think I I could wear fake lashes? I'm not allowed. <laughs> I don't think I honestly ever wore fake eyelashes. I I not that I have anything against them. I mean, there's definitely a moment for them, and they're they're very glamorous. Um, but I think a lot of women don't know that they could have their own lashes. And, um, you know, now lash enhancers are becoming more of a staple in your, um, you know, medicine cabinet. You know, what's so interesting when I um, get my makeup done for events, um, of course, the makeup artist always goes to like put little inserts on me. I I do have like pretty long lashes, but you know, they always want to make them I love bigger. your brows, by the oh, way. thank nice you. brows, yeah. So, um, for the past couple of years, I've just been telling makeup artists, I just want to, I just want to be in my birth lashes. Like I don't want, I don't want inserts. I don't want anything false. I just want, you know, what I was born with. Um, and I can imagine that, you know, some people just don't really feel like being bothered with having the false lashes or the, um, you know, the application process or, or peeling them off. I mean, yeah, I've always thought about that when like imagine when you're getting married and they ask you to wear lash extensions. So here you are on your one of your biggest days of your life. Right. And you you want to feel like you don't have something attached to you where it's it's bothering you and then you're crying and then next thing you know, like an extension could fall off. I mean, that could be like a complete travesty. So. I definitely really recommend to women who are getting married to try to use their own natural lashes. And now with COVID, I mean, I don't know. I think people are going to be a lot more minimalistic now. Um, You know, you're seeing this like do-it-yourself, wellness-at-home movement, um, which it does scare me, actually, for the beauty industry. I mean, I'm fortunate that my products enhance your own natural beauty, but... You know, when we talk about color cosmetics, like that's a whole nother 
genre that it's, is it, is it going to get back? You know, I don't know um, to what it was before this going out three, four nights in the week and feeling, you know, glamorous. I mean, Jody, I have a whole closet in my house. Mm-hmm. I, I took one bedroom and I converted it to a closet, right? So now I, I, I finally today I put a shirt on and a necklace, but this is like, you know, this is like never. I mean, I, I actually have jeans on, not sweatpants. So that's, that's, that's a big deal today. Um, anyway, but I have, I don't even use the closet anymore. Uh, it's, it's, I, 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 I think about how am I going to go back to that closet and these nice clothes that I have and, and be glamorous again. It's like, well, we, we will all find a way, but I think what's interesting about your top performing products is they are, um, you know, a focus on the eyes, which is really like when we're walking around wearing face masks, which we will be for quite some time, right. um, it won't be our lips, right? Like my fuchsia lipstick won't matter because you wouldn't be able to right. see it. Um, it will really be our eyes that speak for us, right? Absolutely. So everything above the mask, we actually came up with a campaign hashtag above the mask and we're we're doing also a campaign to uh, you know uh, essential workers and we're sending them uh, gifts to thank them for their work and and hoping that they'll do hashtag above the mask but I I didn't want to go too big on that because I'm a little afraid to insult the rest of the color cosmetics community and just Listen, I want to encourage wellness and, and that people are protecting themselves, but I don't want to be the biggest mask advocate out there because they are hard to wear and hard to breathe in. So I'm hoping that we we do get back to normal, um, praying for, you know, that we get a cure for coronavirus and, um, you know, this we could go back to normal. Right. Wouldn't that be nice? Well, in the short term, um, our eyes are going to do a lot of talking for us. And when we're on photo shoots, we're always talking about like having the eye smile, right? Sometimes it's not about like a big mouth smile, but like having your eyes smile. And I think that people right. are going to rely because, you know, if you're wearing a mask and you're smiling, you know, you don't really see the smile, right? You see a little bit of a shift in the cheeks above the mask, but that's really it. So your eyes need to smile for you, right? And be, yes. um, that's like, I like that. And an extension of your personality in a way that they never have before, you know, especially in, in work circumstances, right? We're going to go back to work. Um, and even if it's not normal, it will be still, you know, we'll be together for a short amount of time, even if we're wearing masks. So how do we communicate with our eyes? And, um, you know, it's very interesting that the, the focus on your brand is the eyes, because that's really where our focus is going to be for quite some time. Oh, yeah, it's 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 scary and um, hopefully changes soon. You know, I, I, I know it will be quite some time. You're right. Maybe I'm I'm trying to be in denial because I'm just wishing that it comes back and we could sit in our favorite restaurant and have a glass of wine with our friends, you know, collaborate in the office. But, you know, uh, we'll see. We'll see. And we're just, I'm staying positive day by day. What what else can you do? Well, I mean, you know, my focus has been, even on a day where I'm feeling kind of meh, um, is I'm moving forward. So maybe I don't know what forward looks like, or it's not what I want it to be. Um, but I, I, the only thing I have control over is like our, my ideas and putting them into action. Right. So I think it's really important to just move forward and, you know, either, um, you know, accepting the reality or fighting against it, but it's easier to accept it. The fighting, um, it really gets in my way. 
Yeah, I try to do like wellness things every day. I walk my dogs. I, you know, I try to take a hot bath. I do, you know, skincare routines for myself. I'm, I'm putting on masks. Um, I was very excited. My friend saw me through Zoom and she thought I had Botox. I said, no, this is because I'm actually taking care of myself. Although I gained six pounds through this whole thing when I already had weight to lose. And then I gained six pounds because my mother-in-law lives next door and she cooks Italian food. And um, it's like my comfort. You know, I'm sitting there with my family eating food. Um, so, <laughs> well, yesterday I was feeling like really kind of like angry at the situation. I, I've actually, I, I think I've been pretty composed this whole time. And there's only been a few days where I'm like really challenged, like really challenged. And um, yesterday I just felt like rebelling. Um, I didn't even feed my kids lunch, you know? <laughs> Like, I'm just like, forget it. They're nine and 12, so they can fend for themselves. But I was just like, yeah. And I just felt like stomping my feet and having a little bit of a temper tantrum. And then I let that continue into dinner time and dessert, where I was like, you know, I'm just going to throw a temper tantrum and I'm going to act out and I'm going to act out on the chocolate cake and I'm going to act out on the bread with butter. (laughs) And I knew what I was doing. You know, I just needed, I needed to have that a little emotional temper tantrum. Um, You're allowed. Yeah. We're allowed. Mm-hmm. We're allowed. You know, and it's interesting that you're you're talking about, you know, letting the kids sometimes spend for themselves. And I, I actually think that's part of my success um, because just, you know, just I'm going to dial it back. When I was eight years old, my, my parents got divorced. I don't really talk about this that much, but You know, I was like one of the first kids on the block who my parents were divorced. It was really embarrassing. And um, I lived in Rockland County, New York, which is a suburb. It's like around a half an hour away from New York City. And then my father moved to Brooklyn with my grandmother. And, um, you know, he became like very frugal with me and he was paying child support. But as I grew older, it was like anything I really wanted I had to kind of fend for myself. And I'll never forget this moment when I was, I might, I might have been 13 or 14. I wanted a pair of sneakers and I, I really needed a new pair of sneakers. And my father's like, well, I give your mother child support money so you could ask her, you know? I mean, I'm not like, I, I love my father. Don't get me wrong with this. It's just a real story, right? So <clears throat> it really like got me to, understand that if I needed something, I had to get it for myself. And even as young as 13, I started working, you know, I was babysitting, then I like worked as a waitress, and then I worked in cosmetic sales. And, um, you know, which actually inspired me to get very like obsessed with cosmetics and skincare. Um, And at age 16, and I don't think many people could say this, is that I literally paid my mother $250 a month rent, okay? And yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> I know. And it's like, so where does it come from? Like, where does this um, desire and, and passion to really make it, right? And, 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 and just have that grit, right? I think a lot of it comes from my upbringing also of being hungry. Right. And, and, and I don't know sometimes if you can manufacture that with people because, 
you know, like I think about my kids and, and I always say to my husband, I'm really scared because now I'm successful and, and they're really not going to have to worry about paying for college and their first car and all these things. And that, that actually is somewhat terrifying to me because even though I used to feel bad that I didn't like, I didn't get things that other kids got and I had to fend for myself. Um, I, I, I look back and I go, I think that's where a lot of, a lot of my, um, passion, hunger, hunger and grit came from. Right. I mean, the passion is a whole nother subject, right? Um, I mean, a lot of us have passion, but a lot of people are afraid of risk. And I think because I really didn't have anything that much, the risk of failure was not really something that I was scared of because I was never afraid to have nothing because I had nothing, right? So you know what I'm saying? Right. So like you told me stories about like um, in the early days of the business, um, being out on the road, you know, packing your giant bags and carrying them around and staying in the cheapest hotel. Um, That that probably didn't feel like such a sacrifice, you know, to have to work that hard at that moment. It really didn't. I was actually like I, I saw the positive because I would have to go to like 35, 40 shows that were targeting professional uh, beauty, hairdressers, estheticians and uh, and makeup artists. I was excited because I was able to support my family because my husband actually in 2008 lost his job in finance after 15 years. After I did my first trade show, mm-hmm. I sold out, called him and said, Hey, I sold out. He goes, yeah, putting my stuff in a box because they just fire me. So I knew I had to support my family. And um, he just wasn't even getting any offers. And and I was fine with being the breadwinner. It was really okay. I mean, and I went out there. My kids were eight and five. And my husband was able to kind of be more of the one who was the rock at home, right? Um, and anyway, so... To get back to what what I was saying is, yeah, I mean, I had to go to all those shows and I enjoyed, I saw like the positive part of going all around the country, seeing places that I hadn't seen, not thinking that, oh, I have these like big bags that I could barely carry and I'm staying in a, like a, a cheap hotel. I mean, it, it didn't matter to me. I, I, you know, it was exciting that I was able to build the business and see it grow. I mean, was even to this day that now I'm like fast forward 11 years, a lot more successful. It's not the money, the tick, tick money. It's like the success of the growth is what really gets me. Cause I mean, Jody, I still live in my same house. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I, I, I don't have, you know, a lot of things I've never like lived above my means. Actually, I live below my means right now. Um, hopefully I'll change that soon enough, but it's not the money that drives me. It's, 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 it's the goals, right? And, 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 and seeing it grow is so cool. It's just, and, and having the team, the collaboration, the marketing, I mean, I'm obsessed with ideas. Like I just, like my head's like, you know, (laughs) it just doesn't stop. But I love that. I mean, I I can't stop that. And, you know, I'm 50 years old now and I I just don't, 
I just don't see retirement soon because it's fun. Hey everybody, it's Jody. I know I'm interrupting this great podcast, but I do have an important message and it concerns the legal health of your business. I just did a recording recently with Steve Wagler of Emerge Council, and he taught me so much about um, how important it is to trademark your business the proper way. And he actually met me um, when he was considering starting his own brand. And what I didn't realize at the time was that he's an expert in brand protection, and he represents a number of small and even huge beauty brands. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of reasons why you need to listen to this episode, but I would say that some of the most important ones are policing the market against counterfeiters, like this is a huge thing in our industry right now, Um, protecting the secrecy of product formulations, having strong, protectable brand names and unique packaging, enforcing MAP pricing policies and distribution channels, and documenting terms and conditions and all the really important stuff, even influencer marketing, like everything, like needs to be protected. So um, I really like Steve, his episodes full of really important information. And Steve is a lawyer and he understands that legal stuff can sometimes be a drain or a bore, but it's so important for the health of your business. So please call Steve. He offers a free initial consult, which I think is really great. Get to know him. He wants to get to know your business. And please tell him that I sent you. So you can go to EmergeCouncil.com, E-M-E-R-G-E-C-O-U-N-S-E-L.com, or call Steve at 1-800-EMERGE-0. So that's 1-800-E-M-E-R-G-E-0, which is a very cool phone number. And ask for Steve. Um, We have to protect the legal health of our business as much as we protect our distribution and our innovation. So this is really important stuff. Right. So maybe you can help me because I'm having a point of my career the the past like week or so where it's feeling less fun. And I know that I can unravel this and get back to like, you know, the joy. And that's what like when I meditate and the the, um, instructor says like, you know, what is what do you want to be feeling today? I say joyful. Um, you know, like that's, that's really what I want out of my everyday. It's not about the money, although I always seem to have better days when there's money in the bank. It's easier. Right. Sure, yeah. But, um, right now I'm really struggling with like my headspace. I'm, I'm so obsessed with like the future. Like, do I have to lay people off? You know, what is this going to look like in two months? You know, will this client X, Y, Z? And I'm not, I'm really struggling with staying in today. And I know that it's unhealthy and not helpful to focus on the future because like, I don't even know what the future, like, you know, tomorrow everything could change, but, um, I really want to get back into the present. So help me here. What, you know, what can, what can I do today to, to like kind of screw my head back on? Right. Right. That's a good question. And I mean, I don't want to like take it down that you're feeling that way because it's okay to feel these feelings. I mean, right now we're going through very uncertain times and, I'm lucky that I'm in a different situation because my products are, are people are wanting them at this time. Right. So, but I do my biggest thing. And, and it's funny because it comes from my mother. I mean, I love my mother. My mother's been inspirational to me, but I feel like she festers on things that she cannot change. And I always say, you know, I always say like, if, if there's something that I cannot change, I am not going to give the energy, okay, to that because it's wasteful of my energy. 
and it's taking me into a negative space. So kind of like fighting that and just focusing on not that negative um, space, but how do I change it and, and, and do something to be to get me out of this, to put me in a better place? What can I do at this time to be proactive, to grow my business, to help people in the community to do something, right? So like, you know, if there's something that you can do that will put your head in a better space, that's positive. I think that that's, that's, you know, a good thing, just like not to waste energy on, on something you can't control and that brings you down and to fight it, just say no to it. Yeah. I think I should just need to say no. Like when those ideas pop into my head, I just say no, you know, and just like push it away. Cause there, I am doing all those other things. Like I, we just got new clients. Like, this is amazing. That's great. We're like, That's I, great. I mean, how could I get new clients in this atmosphere? But we did it, right? I, like, the check is in the mail. The check's actually sitting right next to me. So, what? I know, amazing. So, yes. I need to, like, actually, like, talk back to these thoughts, right? I need to say, like, no, get away, right? Like, um, we do need to say that, but it's not always, it's, like, easier said than done sure. kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, there are times, I'm not going to lie, like, I mean, I definitely get, like, oh, God, you know, what are, another day of COVID, oh, my husband on the couch, and, uh, uh you know, <laughs> I'm just, like, I'm, like, we're just sitting here watching TV, oh, God. I mean, he asked me, he's, like, is it Saturday night? I'm, like, yes, it is, and I'm, like, going up to my bed at 9 PM. I mean, and he's like, why are you going to bed only? I'm like, because there's, there's nothing to do. And I'm like, the show is boring, you know? Um, but, and I could like, but what am I going to do? I mean, I know there's a light at the end of the tunnel with this. And, you know, I think, you know, all Americans at global, globally, it's just, we, we all have to just say it is going to get better. And, not give into all this negative space because it's really easy to do that and say, why me? It's, it's why everyone. So I want to talk about the flea market. I want to hear all about the flea market. So take us back in time to the flea market. So, okay. Rewind. Okay. So when I was um, 16 years old, I worked for a really cool guy named Mark and he had, um, there was this big flea market in Rockland County uh, where they would sell like clothes and jewelry and and miscellaneous stuff like at, at a great deal and you could kind of bar- bargain with people and I was um, in charge of one of the three makeup booths that he had so every Saturday and Sunday Friday night Saturday and Sunday I would work at the flea market selling cosmetics and skincare and perfume uh, to primarily women. And that's where I realized that I had a a major passion for beauty because I was able to really make someone's day and make them feel good about themselves and play with color, um, smell different perfumes. And I really knew that, you know, this was, this was, meant for me. I, I always loved that space. And, and my mother actually was one who inspired me to be in the beauty industry because she was, um, you know, working with freelancing at different department stores and, and selling cosmetics. So, you know, she was always my big, biggest critic looking at me, you know, is your hair good? 
Um, you know, or have you gained weight? I mean, even she saw me the other day and she's like, you know, she calls me the next day. She goes, you have gray hair. Okay. And I said, she's like, you, you know, I know it's, I know it's COVID and you can't, you know, go to your hairdresser, but you need to fix that. <laughs> so I literally colored my own hair. So I don't know, you know, it looks a little dark right now, but, um, Anyway, so that's kind of how I grew up. So the flea market was something that catapulted me into this industry. And um, from there, I knew that it was something that I was going to do. So I've been in the beauty industry now for over 30 years. I just turned um, 50 in October of 2019. And, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I mean, I'm definitely right space. What kind of tra- what kind yeah. of training did Mark give you? You know, when you when he set you out at the booth, <laughs> <laughs> right? So he sh- he showed me all of the private label cosmetics and how to, you know, what just a little bit about what the colors were about, and you know, if this person's this skin tone, um, you might recommend this type of palette. Um, but I really, a lot of cosmetics is play. Listen, I never went to uh, get a professional cosmetologist degree. I, I actually have my degree in business and marketing, but I love makeup. I mean, I go to those shows like Cosmoprof in Italy. It was, it was closed down this year because of COVID, but they have this big pavilion. I mean, it's like the Italian pavilion and you get to see all the newest and latest and greatest makeup trends and they show you. I mean, like, I can't believe this is what I'm doing because it's, it's fun. Right. Um, so when you love what you do, it's fun. And then you could be successful at it. It's like my son, my son, Jake, he's 19 years old. Right. He will have nothing to do with beauty because all he does is talk about history and and politics. But I said, Jake, you know, you're going to be, I don't care how much money you make. You you don't, he's going to go to school to be a lawyer, but I don't care. You don't have to be a lawyer. You could be a history teacher. You could be anything, but just do what makes you happy because it's not, I don't think it's all about the money. You know, it's about what you're good at. And if you're good at it, usually the money will come. Okay. But I think for a lot of people, it's hard to really find what their passion is. Right. Yeah. I I was lucky at a young age, I started working. So I I was able to develop a passion. You know, I actually, um, in running my business, it's been 13 years of running my business. And for so many years of it, I was like, well, I'm working so hard, but I'm not rolling in it. I'm working so hard, but where's the money? I'm working so hard and, um, you know, lots of growth at moments along the way, but like, where was the money? And I was so fixated on this and I was in the food store and I ran into a friend and this is only like two years ago. And she's like, how's your business? I'm like, I'm working so hard, but where's the money? And then I'm like, wait a minute, if I really just cared about the money, I'd go get a full-time job at like some big company. Like, right. Exactly. Like, that's not what, that's not what this is about. Like, it's never no. been about the money. I thought it was supposed to be about the money, but like there were other places to go, I mean, get the money. It was about like 
having control over the way I live my life, you know, being able to like have fun and feel joyful and not feel, um, you know, imprisoned in a job that, you know, didn't work for me or my family. So right, like you're creating your own destiny. Right. Really. Right. And like, um, I mean, I, I run this business. Like I, I get to decide where this business goes. I get to decide how hard I work. Right. And like, obviously right. there's, um, if I work less hard, there's less outcome, but like, I get to decide that. And I don't have to follow other people's rules, right? All these things that were so challenging for me in um, employment and other companies. And it was like in the aisle. I don't know. We were in like the pasta aisle. And I realized like, <laughs> oh my God, it's not about the money. If it was about the money, I would have gotten a different job a long time ago. Absolutely. I mean, actually, I worked for a company, right? A, a, a big company, a radio infomercial company. They also did television infomercials where we sold... Um, vitamins and skincare basically and i was in white plains and they were in long island and then at first they were in the beginning of long island so it was like a maybe a 45 minute ride and then they moved where it would be like an hour and a half ride every day and actually the company offered me points in the company and a great salary and i i was just like listen there's no way that i'm going to raise a family and drive an hour and a half back and forth from work. It's just, it's not who I am. I won't be happy. And I said no. And I did my own business. So, I mean, I'm still friends, thank God, with the owner. But, um, and he sold for a lot of money. And I definitely could have made a nice chunk of change if I took those points. But in hindsight, I did the right thing. Because I followed my passion. And you know, if you need to wake up every day and be angry about where you're going and you're making a lot of money, well, what good is that? I, I'm not, I don't really get that. Like, because your work, your career is, you know, it's a good 50, 60 percent of your life. And probably for me and you, it's more 75. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, so you make decisions in life. And if you decide by money, I don't think that that's really the thing that's going to get you to the level of success that, um, you know, where you really feel great about it. So, yeah. Well, Alicia, this has been such an incredible conversation. It's what I needed today. I'm feeling better thank already. You. You're like a ray of sunshine for me. So <laughs> thank thank you. you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. Oh, you're welcome, Jody. It was so amazing being here. And for our listeners, I hope you enjoyed this interview. Please subscribe to our series on iTunes. And for updates about the show, follow us on Instagram at Where Brains Meet Beauty Podcast. Thanks for listening to Where Brains Meet Beauty with Jody Katz. Tune in again for more authentic conversations with beauty leaders.